I don't take a lot of pictures when I'm high. There's not a lot of people that I like. They only celebrate a nigga when he die. They putting lighters in the sky for your life. Zion, 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 You a shooting guard, nigga. You a prospect. You a Nike check coming at the project. Alright, now that I've spilled the beans on a couple of the regular season uh, highlights that aren't being talked about, man. I'm seeing ESPN just Laker this and LeBron that and the Celtics this and all of that. Dwayne Wade, the Spurs, Vince Carter, uh, Dirk, the Mavs with their situation, the Brooklyn Nets as well. And um, just the East as a whole. And then also Ka- Kawhi and Kyrie, uh, Kawhi and Kyle, their relationship. And, you know, just the other little subtle things such as Markel Foltz's shot and all that stuff. That stuff's really irrelevant to me because I understand his body language and the way he looks to me. So, but... The other bigger uh, storylines that are trying to be portrayed on us, I think they're just being portrayed on us. Let's talk real. Come on, Barbershop. Let's let's really get it in. I want to talk about episode seven of No Chill Podcast, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas has no chill whatsoever, and his predictions were crazy i don't understand where his predictions are coming from but listen he's got a whole nother something you know what i'm saying in his brain he's heavy you know what i'm saying so it is what it is man gilbert arenas thinks some things about the wizards i can't believe he thinks some things about the 76ers and Markel Fultz and all of that stuff. He thinks some stuff about the Lakers that I can't get jiggy with. He he says a couple of things in that episode that I'm like, is this really where where we're thinking now? You know what I'm saying? Where I'm thinking that some people's storylines are a little bit far left than the other. So are my thoughts on what should be the storylines this year a little bit far left if you all don't you know like that let me know you know what i'm saying like i said give me some comments and some feedback to let me know how good or how bad the show is going uh listen let's talk preseason i know we talking preseason we back to talking about preseason let's talk about how exciting this preseason was compared to any preseason that's ever happened scott van pelt uh shout outs to him he had a little night segment it was about three minutes long and he talked about his storylines and what he thinks are the biggest storylines of the year uh for 2019 upcoming season um he spoke on the fact that this preseason was so lit because of lebron's new venture we don't understand fully how big a step this is going to be for basketball as a whole with the premier you know we're watching if we're just a dum-dum on the street nobody knows he doesn't know anything at all he's 
25 years old and he's just now getting to a TV for the first time, he sees basketball. He knows geography. He knows the United States. But this is his first time seeing basketball. If he's watching basketball, he may first ask what team is in the West Coast because they have the good weather and stuff. Do they have any teams this place? They have any teams this place? They have any teams that place? If that person is to ask, hey, if, you know, Los Angeles is a great big place, what about them? He's not going to know anything about anything. And these next couple of years are going to be fantastic for the audience. For anyone who's never seen basketball before, I think that the sport and not the sport, but yeah, yeah, the sport itself and the actual NBA is going to be just like it's going to be a circus this year. It really is. There's a lot of rule changes, a lot of um, team changes, a lot of different storylines, as I say. But LeBron's being on the preseason, it's made people want to watch so early, so much, wanting to see so much of what he has going on with this band of misfits or whatever you want to call it. It's not like how it was when LeBron went from um, you know, the Miami, it, it, it kind of was, you know, it was a kind of a frenzy in the play in the preseason, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this. So Scott Van Pelt put that on blast, um, that we're going to be watching that. We're going to see that these next couple of years are going to be a little bit different for the NBA. So with that being said, I want to talk about Jimmy Butler with his situation. Now, the preseason is over. He didn't play any preseason games. The situation is real sticky. It's real tricky that the relationship between the coach and him is the way it is. And then he goes and talks with Rachel Nichols and says, well, I've been told them that I wanted out. Well, if you've been told them that you want it out and then you come back to practice saying what you said and then now you're going to go play basketball, I'm looking for a new place to go, but still saying you are the best with your teammates and your teammates still love you there and your coach still loves you there, but you want another contract and you want to do... It's it's too much confusion going on, which is why I didn't speak on it earlier. I didn't have a reaction to, you know, the tweets and stuff. I didn't have a reaction to um, the practice. I didn't even want to do a reaction to his first interview afterwards. His interview afterwards lets you know that he doesn't want to continue with what's going on because it's so much confusion going on where the interviewer, the reporters are around him in this um, interviewing setting after he's done the last practice, the last recent practice that he did. They're around him asking him questions and he doesn't want to answer because he doesn't want to add more confusion to the narrative of where we're like, it just seems like the situation is too sticky. Like, it's just a hornet's nest. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not good. It's not good at all, this situation. So what he's done is put himself out there 
and then backed yourself into a corner. So put the whole situation in rice. It's over with. You know what I'm saying? It's ugh. It's treacherous. You know what I'm saying? The situation is real treacherous. And him and Kyrie Irving being on the same team, does that sound like a good thing right now? Does that sound great? Does that sound like those two type of personalities can coexist? I don't know. Let me just slam dunk right into Kyle Lowry and Kawhi. Their relationship. I don't know. Like, their relationship should not be as happy as it is right now. As I say, they're going to have some ups and downs. We're going to see some L's and W's that count, okay? We're going to see some bad nights. Kyle Lowry got kicked out of a preseason game. Like, the preseason has been serious where people are getting put out of games left and right. Uh, Fights and stuff are happening left and right. Coaches are getting put out of games in preseason. It's it's something different this year. You can feel it. It's something in the air. It's something in their water, you know what I'm saying? Something in the Gatorade that are pumped in, the, in this year. I don't, I don't know. I have no clue. Um, But let me see here. Where, where was I going with this? I want to just say that the preseason was crazy, but let's talk about it. W's count. L's count. The Hornets went 4-1 and one in the preseason. Are we looking at them like, oh, yeah, they're great. They're going to turn up this year. As the same way as we're looking at the Lakers, like they're going to turn up and do something. I don't know. Thursday TNT basketball, Bulls versus Sixers at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Thursday TNT basketball, Lakers versus Blazers, their first game at 10.30 Eastern p.m. time. Hall of Fame press badge. I don't know. Let's talk about it. Alright, bro, stand on the topic of letting the dreamers dream, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's talk about I done talked about these old guys long enough. Let's talk about these young bucks. Let's talk about these young pups. I've talked about Aiden. I've talked about Bagley. I've talked about Trey Young for a little bit. I've even spoken on Luka Doncic's jump shot. And that thing wet. That thing Muddy water. That thing clean. That thing. I want to talk about Wendell Carter Jr. Bulls, man. Bulls fans, stand up. I see red. I see it with you, man. We are on our way to something with this guy. Now, what I want to say is I want to apologize for thinking that that was a bad pick. Somewhere in my head, I thought that we needed a guard, but we just got Chris Dunn that we're going to try to deal with. <laughs> Woo, we're going to try and deal with that, and we're going to deal with Zach Levine. We gave Zach Levine his money. He's worth his money. Give it to him. Let's spoon feed him back into the lineup. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's do him right. Let's get the first 20 games out. Let's get Markin in back 
and then let's turn him up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when he's going to have to turn up to kind of offset what happens with Laurie. Um, Wendell, Carter, Wendell Carter Jr. This guy is young. He sits in the corners like he should. He has some nice post moves. But what's most important is this guy plays defense. He switches out onto the smaller guys. He switches out onto his power forwards. He switches out uh, to centers that actually step out. He's on them. You know what I'm saying? So while he's young, we need to be on this talent. He needs to stay healthy. And he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to do. I don't know why I thought that our Bulls had somebody or that we needed a guard or something. We need a small foot. We need something. I don't know. I was looking for. I'm not going to say who I was looking for. Or what I was looking for. But I just didn't think that the Bulls needed a center. But Robin Lopez. That's not the center to keep. So we did do right by getting the center. Like I said. He jumps out and gets out to the centers. Robin Lopez is staying within that restricted area. He's not trying to move out of there. And he gets dunked on a lot. Wendell Carter Jr., he's he's quick with the double tap. You know what I'm saying? Feet is off the ground for the double jump. Uh, Young lean, you know what I'm saying? And I'm really liking this defense. So, shout-outs to Wendell Carter Jr. If you haven't seen it, man, catch up, get in tune. The Bulls have a series that I want to talk about. I will be reacting to watching their series as well. I'm on to episode three. So we'll be talking about that. Also, I want to talk about Miles Bridges. His preseason games. Like I talked about the Hornets, man. He's on the Hornets. They went 4-1 and one this season. This guy is dunking. He looks like Derrick Jones uh, that's out there in Miami. He looks like Derrick Jones. He looks like um, Zach Levine. He looks like uh, Vince Carter back in the day. It's just bunnies man it's this elbow through the rim this guy is taking off tip slams his tip slams have been amazing this preseason watch this guy him malik monk you got tony parker you got nicholas batoon kimball walker and whoever they have as their centers i know it's not al jefferson again but yeah, some center. I can't remember who it is right now. And then they have Cody Zeller and stuff like that. Watch out for the Hornets. I'm not saying they're going to be good. I'm just saying they went 4-1 and one in the preseason. Yes, we're still talking preseason basketball. I know. I know. This preseason was turned, though. Knox on the Knicks. I did not know that this guy was this long. I did not know he was that tall. Like, you know, I saw him with his suit on. He looked like uh, Dre from Power, and I was like, you know what? Cool, they didn't just picked up Dre from power, threw a jersey on him, and now he about to go hoop. You know what I'm saying? I did not know that this guy is like Giannis type of long length body, like lengthwise. He's man, Mo Bamba doesn't look really tall like that until you take pictures of him and stuff. With uh, Rachel Nichols, shout outs to her with the four person couch that he spread his arms through the middle of the couch. That's a, that's a tall, that's, that guy's arms are really long. Um, But Kevin Knox, he did his thing this preseason too. So I'm going to have to be paying attention to him. I'm going to be talking about him more. Um, 
Yeah, man, I'm I'm in tune now. Wendell Carter Jr., we need you to turn up for the Bulls. We need it. We need it, man. We need it, bro. Um, And just speaking of people with long arms or whatever, the Mavs, man, I, I'm really liking the Mavs. Like, really liking the Mavs. The last preseason game that they played, Luka Doncic was going off. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith. And Dennis Smith is like... What the hell? Like, Dennis Smith is from a whole nother planet or something. He's he's really got somewhere in the air. He's able to find that extra step where he's in the air. And then he just trampoline. There's, there's the extra speed boost. And he jumps again while he's in the air or something. I don't know what that is. And... It's amazing. I don't know what it is. It's a whole nother floor that he steps on. You know what I'm saying? A whole nother level of elevation. He's on it. Him, Luka Doncic, and DeAndre Jordan are going to be fine. Shout outs to Dirk. He's going to miss a couple of games. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like I said, marking him from the Bulls, he's going to miss the first couple of games. Shout outs to him. Shout outs to the Brody in OKC. He's going to miss the first couple of games. It's sad to repeat that. Uh, Boogie on the Warriors, he's gonna miss a couple of games. Shout outs to him, man. Speedy recovery. He's out there shooting, though, man. So it's good to see him out there, you know, saying exploding and doing a couple of spin moves and different footworks and stuff like that. So he's working on his feet, getting his ankles together and stuff. So speedy recovery from that ACL. Hopefully, we see you soon. And like I said, Dirk with the Mavericks, he's gonna miss a couple of games, too. So speedy recovery to those guys. Oh, the Pistons have a new coach. The Pistons have Dwayne Casey. They're my sleeper in the East, guys. They're my sleeper. What you guys think about Detroit? They got a new coach. They've got a whole year of Blake. Where are they going to be this year? I don't know. The Mavericks. The Greek Freaks brother. The young, the youngest brother, I think the last one to get uh drafted, he is in the Mavericks organization with these long arms. He's dunking and slamming on people. He did a tip slam in the last preseason game that just blew me away. You know what I'm saying? Um, hopefully these guys get some minutes. You know what I'm saying? Cause regular season minutes are gonna be hard to come by. Those W's and L's, as I say, they count. You know what I'm saying? It costs a lot more. Those L's cost a lot more. Anyways. Yeah, I know. We're still talking preseason. I understand. I know. Oh, also, I wanted to say KD. Happy belated birthday. Wiz Khalifa, of course. Happy belated birthday. Oh, it was a couple other people's birthdays. I wrote them down and... Mm, Hold them down, throw them away. But definitely shout outs to KD, of course, my favorite basketball player, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> shout outs to him. He's getting older, bro. We getting old, man. It is what it is, though. Uh, I don't know. My topics are all over the place. What do we like about the Rockets? Are the Rockets looking great? Are they looking like they're going to get the number one seed again? Carmelo's there, and uh, James Ennis is there. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to leave him out because people are going to say. I mean, I, I didn't get any answers. Let me ask the question again. Who would you like? 
James Ennis or Luke and Ba Amute. You choose. You decide. That's your pick. It's up to you. <laughs> Balls in your court. Uh, I saw a, a lot of highlights from the Jazz. I guess the defense is, you know what I'm saying, kind of turning up. As I talked about, another defense that I'm really trying to pay attention to is the uh, the the Raptors defense. The Raptors defense looks like it's charged up for some heavy damage that it can put on some teams. I'm going to definitely be paying attention to that. Oh, the um the Hawks. I want to talk about that. The Hawks offensive sets. I don't know who their coach is. Is it Mike Woodenhauser again or, or, or who? I don't know. Their offensive sets look really good, really spaced out. Trey is going to have some lanes and some angles and some some opportunities where he can do some really creative things. Their offense, just their offensive sets look really nice. They have a really nice offense uh, in place. So I'm going to be paying attention to the Hawks. They're going to lose a lot of games, but if their offense, the floor is spread, you know what I'm saying, they're going to have a lot of wide-open shots. Those guys are just going to have to try and make them. Excuse me, do the best that they can and um, work with what they got because their floor is very spacious. So, after all that preseason talk, though, after all of that preseason talk, what is it that stands out about the preseason to you? What was your favorite part of the preseason? I think my favorite thing to see about this preseason has definitely been the Mavericks. It's definitely been seeing Ben Simmons and the guys out there on the 76ers play and hearing Joel Embiid uh, with media day and stuff like that. The Lakers seeing LeBron, it's real. He's in a Lakers jersey. He's on the Lakers. And Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's turning up, doing his thing, too. It's been nice to see Wendell Carter Jr., as I said, too. It's, um, I don't know, man. 2018, 2019, the season is shaping up to be a season to remember. It's going to be one of those ones to remember, like the lockout season. I'll say that the last lockout season kind of stained um, one of those championship rings that LeBron has and didn't receive. That is a topic for another day. Shout-outs to NBA Storyteller on YouTube. I love watching your stuff. I end up spending days that I should be doing my own stuff watching your content. I appreciate you for making such great content, sir. It is what it is. Never was what it wasn't. This is Hall of Fame Press Badge. I'll be right back, bro. <laughs> yeah.
all right bro welcome back to the vibe man if you're listening however you're listening i appreciate you for listening and listen up and listen good it's hell scott fitzgerald you know the voice we talking regular season now and if if we gonna talk about anything regular season i think we have to start with this the rules changes the rules have been changed where tattoos, shoes, the shot clock, the way that we defend, everything has been changed. Now, I want to talk about something serious here. The NBA is changing before our very eyes. Monty McCutcheons is the president of NBA basketball operations for referees and everything officiating this. Hear what he had to say on NBA game time real quick on NBA TV. Real quick. That is vice president of referee development and training and a longtime NBA referee, Monty McCutcheon, who joins us now to talk about points of emphasis for the upcoming season. So, Monty, let's start with freedom of movement. What is going on there? Well, you know, we met throughout the year with our competition committee. We just made up of owners, general managers, coaches, and, and players. There's referees on it, Mark Davis and, and Jason Phillips as non-voting members to give a refereeing perspective. But the the real basketball people of our league realize that some of the rules that we have on the books and have been on the books for many years were not being stringently enough enforced. And our role then, when we come out of those competition committees, is to, to be the adjudicator to be the enforcers of the things that that our game has slipped in and in this case freedom of movement we realize that through some of the coaching perspective that our league is changing in particular our defensive schemes are changing to where there's more switching and as such there are certain ways that we were informed that coaches like to attack those switches slips dumping it down into the post but some of those schemes were not be allowed were not being allowed to to be used because the enforcement of our rules was not up to par with their desire so that if one person in defending pick and roll could both show and wrap and hold someone back from slipping that forced more isolation basketball and th- so through these mini meetings and they occur throughout the year we came to the understanding that our freedom of movement guidelines that have been on the books for many years needed to be more stringently enforced and that's what we're going to do this year in particular hold on in particular what we're going to make sure we focus on wraps on the perimeter, holds, two-handed holds, two-handed pushes that steer screeners or steer defenders in a certain way. And in the post, we wanted to make sure that the reroutes and the impedes were being enforced properly so that we had a more beautiful, free-flowing game in which the best athletes in the world, which is what we have, are allowed to show their talents. <coughs> uh, okay. He said that these wraps and these different holds and these hand checks. This is hand checking. Ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Fame alumni, Hall of Fame fam, children of all ages, anybody listening, this is hand checking that he's talking about. 
they're taking more and more hand checking out of the game. They're also trying to emphasize traveling, which I like, which is as soon as the ball gets to someone's hand and they attempt to size up or either they're going into their dribbling moves, they're sizing up, or they're going into their triple threat. Either way, they're looking at the feet first as soon as the ball touches the hands, and they're going to start calling travel. I hope that they call this more than just in the post when someone is trying to get their triple threat and they're back, you know what I'm saying, the post up, and they're doing their feet wrong, you know what I'm saying, bad footwork, and they're trying to catch those. But they need to catch them on the catch at the three-point line, early out at the top of the key, early on the wings, over in the corners. Catch these guys traveling. The NBA has always been comical. Can we get that a little bit better? But these wraps, these hand wraps and this hand checking. Basically, if you're on the screen and say let's just go with somebody who does a whole lot of screens and a lot of baseline screens and stuff and they're trying to say that yeah well the coach is bringing things to our attention that we can't put these things in our schemes because they're not getting fouled and they're not able to freely flow through and just i don't know this is not football where if your footwork is so good you'll get away and you'll catch the pass If someone is defending you and they're actually watching you, they're not going to get juked. They're going to watch you and see what you're doing. And they're going to put their hands on you. They're going to grab you. Are they going to call that foul all the time? No. Should they call it every time? If it's an egregious foul, yes, they should. Which is why they're saying that they're going to do things a little bit more properly and more extensively or whatever the hell Monty said. Listen, hand checking is going to be gone. Hand-checking in the post is going to be gone. It's going to be skill versus skill. It's going to be, can your eyes catch the ball and get a steal cleanly? Are your eyes that good where you're going to be able to cleanly grab the basketball out of the air when someone tries to shoot a layup? Are you going to be able to cleanly grab it before it touches the rim for its goal 10? Are you going to be able to not touch that person? Are you going to be magic like Dennis Smith Jr. and jump up, grab the ball over this person, never touch them, and count that as a block. Are you going to be able to do these things without getting these fouls called on you? Hand checking is out of the game. The NBA is now where Steph Curry has to be able to longevity wise, his ankles can't go out on him again. (laughs) just seriously his ankles can't go out on him again so the NBA has went from we're getting drunk in the locker rooms and we're coming out and because we're drunk we're hot we're mad I'm not getting my call on the last call I'm gonna elbow you and knock you to the ground and you're gonna get right back up for the next game you know what I'm saying? You're going to get right back up for the next play right after you done got busted in the eye and all of that stuff. And you, This is old school basketball. Now it's you tripped him. 
he's hurt. He's going to be gone for five or six months. That's going to cut into the budget of the NBA where nobody's going to watch the NBA for a little while until this person comes back. So we have to keep money and business going. So these longevity, we have to have these NBA players playing for longer. They have to, you know what I'm saying, get this medicine and treatments and whatever that they take and this and that, best doctors and physicals and all of this stuff. They have to play for a long time. We need to see long careers out of these people. I'm fine with that. And everybody else should fall in line and get on with that. Like, this is not the big three. The NBA is not the big three. If you want to see basketball like that, you're going to go watch some street basketball. You're going to have to watch basketball somewhere else. The NBA product of professional NBA basketball, these are the best basketball players in the world. The game is different. The NBA professional basketball is different, period. And it it can go back and it will go back into something different because right now it's at a point where Trey Young and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, these three guys, if they were to just disappear off the planet Earth somehow magically tomorrow, the NBA would change back into a more jump shot two-point game these guys range and the fact that they hit with such a high clip has changed the nba and nobody sees it or something i don't know i don't know but regular season we're talking about shoes everybody's getting to wear whatever kind of shoes that they want to wear Shoutouts to Monty McCutcheon in the NBA and the referees and all of that stuff. I'm done. I'm done with the rule changes, the tattooed cover up and all of that stuff. Shoes. I talked about Jaron uh, Jackson Jr. with his shoe deal and stuff like that, being the fourth pick overall. Got a shoe deal. Everybody is wearing quote unquote Nike ID shoes tonight. I saw on NBA.com that they're supposed to be wearing NBA Nike ID. But but how can that how can that be if you can wear whatever you want to wear? Somebody's going to change their shoes four times tonight. Somebody is going to change their shoes a total of four times tonight. One person is going to do it. I know it's going to happen. So, I'm cool with that. We're talking about rule changes. Um, Let's slip into something real like LeBron. LeBron is supposed to be playing some center this year. Does he want to play center in the West? No, he doesn't want to start playing center. Meaning that he doesn't want to start the game playing center. But somewhere in that third quarter, when they go on a run, when LeBron is in the game, they're going to want to throw some more smaller people in there. Get them going, and it sounds like LeBron can go to the center position. Then, then yeah, I think he can deal with that. But does he want to deal with that those nights where they go against the Nuggets, where they're going going against Jokic, and where they're going against uh, Nurkic in Portland, which is their first game? Do they does do they want to do that? No, I don't think so. But when they can. When, let's say, um, 
Who's a bad center? I'm trying to think of a mediocre center in the uh in the West. And that's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to find a center that's not really the man and running his team in the West right now. And it was sad that last year it was the Mavericks, probably I could have went straight to, but it's not the Mavericks. So who who can I run to? Who can I run to? Alright, so I had to put a pause, right? And think about it real quick. Like, every team has a good center now in the West. Last year was a little bit different for the Suns and Kings. They got new guys now, and the Mavericks just did a trade. So, I don't know. Everybody in the West has a pretty good center. Everybody, every team. Even the Nuggets. I don't know. Can he play center? Can LeBron play center in the West? Let's pay attention. Maybe he only plays them plays against some Eastern Conference teams. I don't know. Hmm. Let's just put this in the air for regular season. That Bucks versus Lakers game. Giannis will play center. LeBron will play center. Who else is is in those lineups? And how great of a game is that? How great of a game is that? You're talking about length? That's crazy. The Bucks are built off length. Everybody's arms are skinny and long as broomsticks. Everybody on the Lakers has really long arms. Rondo, B.I. I don't know. These guys are tall, man. <laughs> JaVale. Come on, man. This. How good of a game would that be? I don't know. Uh, But regular season, it starts tonight. We got the 76ers and the Celtics. <clears throat> we got the Thunder and the Warriors. Oh. I don't know, man. Hall of Fame press badge. What you all thinking, man? Let me know, Hall of Fame alumni. Let me know, fam. I appreciate you guys for listening and reaching out. There's a couple more things we got to speak about. Alright, bro. Welcome back to the vibe. We back lit. Appreciate you guys for listening and reaching out. Like I said, there's more that we gotta speak about. This is Hall of Fame Press Badge. You know the voice. L. Scott Fitzgerald. Right here, the young demigod. The legend in the making. I want to go ahead and just throw it on out there. The season is starting tonight. TNT. Make sure that you are watching basketball. Bro. Let's do it. Hall of Fame press badge. Predictions, man. Let's go ahead and throw them on out there. Regular season starts tonight. I did my top 10. I'm going to go in-depth again. Like I said, I got a lot of content to put out today. 
top 10 players I said as follows are KD1, LeBron 2, Steph Curry 3, Russell Westbrook 4, Kyrie Irving 5, Anthony Davis 6, Kawhi Leonard 7, James Harden 8, DeMarcus Cousins 9, and then that tie for Carl Anthony Towns, Giannis, and Zion, of course, for number 10. So I still got that, um, you know what I'm saying, being my top 10 for the next year. How they're going to, you know what I'm saying, finish the regular season out and all of that good stuff. That's my top 10. Hasn't changed. So I waited. <clears throat> I said I was going to do this a couple of times, but I'm getting around to it now. I apologize, you guys. Thanks for sticking around. Let's talk about it. I'm going to go east. I'm going to start there. Celtics number one. Raptors number two. 76 is number three. Pacers four. Bucks five. I got the heated six. I got the Bulls sneaking in at seven. But I have the Pistons at eight. Dwayne Casey, I think you're you're going from being the coach of the year. You're going to be in the playoffs. I don't care if they gave you a string and two styrofoam cups. Bro, you're going back to the playoffs. You're too good of a coach to not go back to the playoffs. So those are my picks. Once again, Celtics, Raptors, yeah. Celtics, Raptors, 76ers, Pacers, Bucks, Heat, Bulls, Pistons. I know that was extra dirty, but I apologize. On to the West. I got the Warriors at number one. I think they have a chip on their shoulder this time from hearing that they are not going to do anything. But then all of, I, do, I do think that they shouldn't rush and worry about their, you know, standings. But... They just have so much talent that they're not going to lose so many games where Quinn Cook is going to go out there and score 25, you know what I'm saying, a couple of nights, where Steph can sit his butt on the bench and enjoy. So I still have the Warriors at number one. I got the Rockets at two. I have the Utah Jazz at three. I have the Mavericks at four. I have OKC at five. I have the Lakers at six. I have the Blazers somehow rounding it out at seven. That damn, they have to have the best backcourt total package of shooters, period. Period. And then the Spurs, I just don't see them not making it. 22 years, man. 22 years straight. Let's do it. Let's do it, Spurs. We just can't not take your spot out of there. So the West goes Warriors 1, Rockets 2, Jazz 3, Mavs 4, OKC 5. I got the Lakers 6, Blazers 7, and Spurs 8. Who knows what's going to happen with my predictions. My predictions, look, they looking pretty good right now. I, I, I try to do a lot of thinking 
ahead. I try to think about February. I think about some trades. I try to think about a couple of things and injuries and all of that type of stuff. So oh, those are my picks. What's your picks? Let me know, man. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Let me know at me on Twitter at just L Scott. Your boy will reply back to you. Uh, let's talk about it. The races, the award races for um the 2018-2019 season. Let's talk about it. Now I'm gonna do this raw, live, uncut. Uncensored. We're going to run through this together. MVP. I'm writing this down on this piece of paper as I'm saying it. MVP. You got MIP. Most improved player. You got defensive. Player of the year. DPY, I'm going to put that in here, DPY, uh, Coach of the Year, COY, I've got Six Man, and what else is there? There's the MVP, there's the Six Man. Defensive, Coach of the Year, Most Improved. Hmm. Hmm. Are there no more awards? Are there no more awards? If I'm missing something, let me know. Hall of Fame alumni, check. You know what I'm saying? Keep them fouls on deck. MVP race. All right, let's do it. My MVP, people have been saying Steph Curry, and that, that seems like a good pick. I got Steph, uh, Steven Jackson, shout outs to him. He's got Steph Curry with a monster year. I got Kyrie with a monster year in my head. I got Anthony Davis with a crazy year in my head. I got Kevin Durant. If LeBron is able to pull off 50 wins and does it at a great high clip, then he can do it. The one thing that I think that'll get LeBron his fucking (laughs) hardware that he wants so bad, get him these damn MVPs, is if he really takes... That free throw shooting to the next level and really pulls it off. He's able to pull off the 50, 40, 90 and gets into that club. He's going in there. They're just going to give it to him just because. It don't matter if anybody in the league is having a better year. Just because he jumped into that club, that 50, 40, 90 club, I think they'll put him in there. I mean, they'll... um. Yeah, they'll give him the MVP that season. So if LeBron is able to go up on his free throws this year, I got him. But if not, 
I'm gonna go with Steven Jackson. I'm gonna go with everybody. I, I'm kind of looking at I'm kind of looking at Steph Curry like he's gonna do it. Someone else said James Harden is just gonna do it again, have an amazing season, and just shit on everybody. This is tough. This is this is just off the cuff though. I'm going to put down MVP. And I'm going to put Anthony Davis. It's a safe answer. You know what I'm saying? I could be all the way wrong right here at the beginning of the season. This is a safe answer. Let's go with Anthony Davis as MVP. Most improved player of the year. Guys, he's going to be on the Lakers. This most improved player, he's got to be on the Lakers. He's going to be on there. Most improved player, I think, is going to end up going to... Mr. Brandon Ingram. I'm going to go ahead and go with B.I. Defensive player of the year. Looking at Draymond like he going to show up and show out. Looking at Rudy Gobert, Gobert eh, like he can, you know, go back to his, you know, go back to his ways and repeating. I see DeAndre Jordan turning up. With his new team. And that's where I'm going to leave it. That's a safe pick. And I'm going to go with DeAndre Jordan. Go ahead and win it for the third time. Come on, DeAndre. I'm going to keep this piece of paper right here. I'm going to try my best not to throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Coach of the year. Uh... I would go with Dwayne Casey. I would say that Mike D'Antoni deserved it last year. And so he's going to get it this year. But I'm kind of thinking that Brad Stevens is going to get his first coach of the year night. And I'm going with Brad Stevens. The coaches had a... um poll or something that they did to see who's the best coach in the NBA right now or something like that and the coaches decided that Brad Stevens won by like 80 something percent or something like that he won 80 percent the other like the other like 17 or 16 percent was um was uh pop and then like the other four was like other random people or something like that you know 16 four whatever um that speaks volumes you know what i'm saying so i have brad stevens is coach of the year what about six man of the year six man of the year 
Eric Gordon is going to be in that conversation. Because if Mike D'Antoni is going to give him these minutes that he says he's going to give him, then I can rock with that. <clears throat> Lou Williams is going to be in the conversation again, but he may start too many games for um, him to be qualified. I don't know, man. Six men in a year. I don't know. Six men in a year. I'm going to kind of leave it blank right now. Because I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank on who I think is a great six man right now. Other than those two. Uh, okay. Six men of the year is blank. Now, what is missing? Rookie of the year. R O Y. And next to rookie of the year. Because his team, man, is gonna do so good. But let me let me wait. Let me before I even jump the gun and go there. Wait a minute. Hmm. It's gonna be tough. This is, I think this race is gonna be a little bit tighter than just two people. Like it was last year. I think it's going to be a three-man race. I think it'll be Wendell Carter Jr. I think it'll be Marvin Bagley. And I think it'll be Luka Doncic. But I'm going to go with Luka Doncic because his team will have more wins than these other two. But will his numbers be better than Marvin Bagley's? I don't know. Marvin Bagley is so one-dimensional. He's got one hand. He's got one hand. He can do a lot with that one hand and one side of his body and the athleticism and stuff. But Luka Doncic, man, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, he adds at least 10 wins to a team last year that was on the bubble. He can add 10 wins. Where those other L's come in, excuse me, where even it out to about eight or so, maybe seven or so. But he can get you 10 wins. I'm going to go with Luka. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Kevin Knox is in there too, you know what I'm saying? But I think because Luka Doncic is going to win so many games with this team, I'm telling you this team is nice i'm gonna go with that so my picks they're out there my predictions are out there for the war races anthony davis mvp 
Sixth man of the year is open. Most improved players, Brandon Ingram. Defensive player of the year, DeAndre Jordan. Rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. And coach of the year, Brad Stevens. I'm liking my picks, my predictions. They're probably way off. I'm liking them right now today, but it's just October. We're done talking about preseason, man. It's regular season basketball. Make sure that you all are watching basketball tonight. I know I definitely will. I appreciate you guys once again for listening to me ramble all the way on to the end here. If you all made it to the end, I love you. I thank you. I appreciate it. And give me some, you know, applause if you actually are listening to me on Anchor. Give me some applause. Let me know what's popping, man. Let me know what you're liking about the segments and what you're not liking about the segments without even having to take your time out to, you know, say a whole lot. Just tap that little button. Gives me an applause and lets me know what you like and don't like. Like I said, appreciate you guys for listening to me ramble on. Making it all the way through this episode. I've been waiting a long time to get it out. There's been so much stuff going on through the preseason that I just didn't want to miss too much. And then I didn't want to over talk about things about things that didn't really matter in the long scheme of things. But uh, that's it. I appreciate you guys for listening. It's been a long time since I've had a full episode. Uh, my last episode was in September, so we're in the middle of October. Basketball season has started. Let's get it. And that's it. I appreciate you guys for listening. Like I said, hit me up on Twitter, just L. Scott. If you're feeling the vibe and enjoying the ride on my road to 99, then just keep listening, man. I appreciate you. Love is love and that hate is real. We fear what we do not know, so let's love upon one another. Let's love upon one another, so this way that we respect and the respect is given back. We all love respect because we want to give it and receive that same thing back. Love on one another. We fear what we do not know. We are not on ESPN or ESPN Radio, NBA TV, Fox Sport Network, or those Disney Airwaves yet, but we will be soon enough. Let's grind, y'all. Hall of Fame. Press badge. Ball is life. Close the door on your way out. The shop is closed. And you all have not heard that song in a long time. So shout outs again to Trinidad James. And it's like that. This fits. We gone. Shooting guard, nigga, you a prospect. You a Nike check coming at the project.